Hey, this is Ryan Miller. I'm the lead pastor of Local Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope this talk encourages you, inspires you, and reminds you that there is always hope, that this is just the beginning of a conversation between you and Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. Enjoy the message. notes out. Here is the title of today's message. This is a title for you today, speaking it over your life. The title of today's message is Becoming an Influencer. Becoming an Influencer. Turn to the person next to you, tell them, hey, you're an influencer. Tell them you're an influencer. Let them know. Make sure they know it. Mean it when you tell them. Influence them right now in this moment by letting them know they're an influencer. See, of course, moms have influenced our lives. Uh, females have influenced our lives, again, whether it was our mom or a coach or a teacher or someone who just spoke something nice to us. I still remember some of the nice things my kindergarten teacher said about me. I remember a lot of the bad things she said, too, because I was a crazy little kid, but a lot of the good things, too, right? Because it influences us when we carry it with us. And I am so blessed um, by my wife, Adrian, who's been a mom for these last three years, which has been amazing. Wanted to share with you some pictures of her and our son, Shepard, today. Come on, look at that. There's, there, were, there weren't enough awes when I showed that picture. Let's try that again. Oh, look, I mean, look at that little baby. That's him when he was first born. That's Adrian right there. And then this is him now. I don't really know what's happened to his hair over those last three years. Looks like he got stuck in a dryer. Uh, but he's so cute. He's an amazing. And really, that's because of Adrian's amazing influence in his life and my life and our church's life. She's actually been knocked out with the stomach flu thing for the last couple days, so she wished she was here today. But she is watching online right now. So would you do me a favor and just clap your hands and honor our other co-lead pastor, Adrian. Love you. You're an amazing mom. You're the best. Whichever camera is on, I'm looking at you right now and celebrating you because you're awesome. But there's also someone who is very special to me as well here today. And would you guys please, I'm not going to make her stand up because that would embarrass her and I would, I should never let me live it down. But I am after just do a little wave. If you guys would celebrate my mom who's here today. Happy Mother's Day, mom. Love you so much. I am who I am because of her influence in my life and and I'm so thankful for her. And I'm going to talk about a couple mom stories today. But I also want to share some fun stuff too. I was, as I was preparing this conversation, I just there's something that really makes me laugh, and it's memes. If you guys don't know what a meme is, it's like a funny picture with a funny statement. It really always makes me laugh. I wanted to share some with you today. Some of them really do relate to uh, kind of my life and, and the way I influence Adrian sometimes in a bad way. This one's really funny because it's very true to our house. When it's almost bedtime and your husband starts a game with the kids that involves wrestling, and screaming. Yeah, anybody ever done that before? That's me all the time. Like Shepard's had his bath. He's winding down. He's getting ready for sleep. And I'm like, what's up, buddy? Throwing him up in the air, like wrestling with him, joking around with him. And Adrian's like, hey, bro, I'm trying to get him to rest so I can have some sleep tonight, all right? Like if he doesn't sleep, it's not going to be good for you. So you need to make sure you let him calm down. I just, I just love having fun with him. So it gets a little crazy, right? And I just love that look because that is very similar to the look Adrian gives me uh, sometimes, whichever gets a little excited. This second one is great. Uh, the first time you hear mom, yes! The 7,000th time you hear mom makes you look a little bit like that. Like, like Shepard is definitely at that phase right now where he'll start with, mommy, it'll be very sweet very caring, very calm. And then it'll go to mommy a little bit more serious to which we eventually get to like the mommy! 
like that's what it gets to right there, that resonance throughout the hallways of our house, and we've been to begin to look like that. This last one, I gotta be honest, someone from our church posted it. It really made me laugh. It says, to be honest, having your kid look exactly like your husband is like doing most of the work on a group project and he still gets the higher grade, right? Like that's really funny. And that is very much our son. Like when he was first born, everyone would say, oh, he looks just like his dad. And Adrian would be like, that's great. He does look like him, but he didn't do anything to bring that little guy to life. So come on, let's bring some honor where honor is due, right? But it's just fun to see Adrian at work and nurture and care for our son in such an amazing way. And I do wholeheartedly believe God has created the women in our life to influence us, but he's also created us to influence the surrounding people in our life as well. And sometimes that happens because of intention, and sometimes it happens just because we take advantage of an opportunity that's in front of us. I saw this story uh, online this week that I thought was really cool. If you want to throw up these pictures of this text conversation, so check this out. This is a texting conversation that's real. It says, Thanksgiving dinner is at my house, November 24th at 3 p.m., let me know if you're coming. Hope to see you all. Of course, that includes Amanda and Justin. The person responds, who is those? She says, your grandma. He says, grandma, can I have a picture of who you, LOL. She sends him this picture here at work. He says, you not my grandma, but can I still get a plate though? I love that, man. Just ask it, can I still get a plate? And like grandmas do, she says, of course you can. That's what grandmas do, feed everyone. So this conversation happened about five years ago. And look at this, there's pictures of them together at Thanksgiving on 2015, 2016, 17, 18, and 2019. And what the article I was reading about this amazing story is that last year, this woman's husband actually passed away from COVID during last year. And she was gonna have to spend Thanksgiving alone. But this young man made sure he was at her house there to make sure she didn't spend that holiday alone. He was there with her, giving her the positive and hope-filled influence that she gave him so long ago. See, I believe we have the power to change someone's life simply by inviting them in to what we're a part of. We have the power to change someone's life by simply letting them know that they belong here. We have the power to influence someone's life simply by reflecting what we've received from God. And if you don't know what you've received from the Lord, let me read a verse for you, Zephaniah chapter three, verse 17. This is the word of God speaking to us today. It says, for the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty savior. He will take delight in you with gladness, with his love, if you'll underline this phrase for me, with his love, he will calm all your fears. You might feel afraid today about what's going on in your life. You might feel afraid today to be in church. Please don't. You belong here. This is home, welcome home. But also, you don't necessarily have to live with fear when you walk out that door. God can calm your fears today. The second thing I want you to underline is he will rejoice over you. Man, God is proud to be your heavenly father. God is proud to be your God. He knows your name and he loves having you a part of the family. Maybe it's your first time in church for a while, you're still thinking about what you believe about this whole God thing. I encourage you to simply open your hearts and allow God to speak to you today because he is truly a good God. And we're gonna talk about how not only has God influenced our lives, but we can influence those around us. Here's what I want you to write down, is that influence is our inner ability to touch people's lives and lift them up. Influence is our inner ability to touch people's lives and lift them up. I don't know about you, but there has been people in my life in some of the diff most difficult situations I've found myself in who stepped in, who touched my life and lifted me up 
out of that situation, to help me see that I could keep going, to help me see that I didn't have to give up, to help me know that there was more if I would just keep going and they helped walk along with me no matter what. There's nothing better than making a difference in someone's life and we've been created to do that. I think about it this way. Uh, as we've already said, we enjoy coffee here at, at local church and we enjoy drinking it, it gives us energy. I always think about the way we can influence someone's life is like this video I wanna show you really quick of like what coffee looks like before maybe some, we add something into it that's really important. Obviously, now uh, I'm a black coffee drinker, but some of you use cream and this happens and it's like, I mean, this is like a beautiful sight for a lot of you in the morning, like, and you know the exact amount that you're pouring in. But what happens is once that coffee is impacted with this liquid, it is forever different. It is forever influenced. It is forever changed. Life's not maybe as harsh, not as bitter, a little bit easier to take, right? But today I want us to know that this is kind of what God has done in our life. He's poured what he calls his living water in the presence of his son into our life. So our life could be a little smoother, a little easier to take, a little bit more hopeful. And that's also what we can do in someone's life, that we can impact someone with the living water of influence, of hope and peace and joy that God has given us. Turn to the person next to you, tell them, you're the cream to my coffee. You're the cream to my coffee. Yeah, make sure you mean it too. Even if it's awkward and weird, tell us, or if you're watching online with someone, tell them as well, or put it in the comment section, all right? Do me a favor after you have that awkward moment, let's bow our heads and close our eyes and let's jump into this conversation this morning. God, I'm so thankful that you've influenced our lives in a positive way. You've touched our lives. You've lifted us up today. And God, I pray that we would realize that is who we are, that we can influence the world in a truly life-changing, making a difference way. God, I pray for all of our kids next door and local kids. I pray they would have an amazing day. Pray they would be influenced with the love of Jesus today, to know that he's real and he loves them and wants to have a relationship and connection with them even at a young age. And God, I pray today we would simply lean in and listen and write some notes down and follow along in the YouVersion Bible app as we unpack this message today. We love you, Lord. And as always, God, I'm always praying that you continue to bring blessing and victory in all the Tampa sports again this year. The Bucks, the Lightning, the Rays, all of them. Let's keep going in Tampa Bay. In Jesus' name, we all say and agree. Amen. Come on, let's clap our hands. Let's get excited for today. It's going to be a good one. If you're sitting here today, if you're watching online, listen, we talk about this point as more of a conversation. So I could use some amens from you, some shouts, some claps, number one, because I'm a words of affirmation love language guy, so it just helps me feel valued, feel cared for. But also just because I believe it helps us get excited about what God is speaking to us and how God is moving even now in our conversation today. I wanna share with you a really amazing story in the Bible that maybe you've never really slowed down and looked at before. And we're gonna talk about the life of Moses but really when his life first started. See, Moses is a really important character in the Bible. If you were to look at probably the five most influential and significant characters, real people in the Bible, Moses would definitely be in that top five. I mean, Jesus is number one, of course, but Moses is in that top five because he did amazing things. The Bible tells us that Moses had a relationship with God that was like one friend talking to another. Man, I would love for my relationship with God to be referred to that way that God would talk with Moses as a friend talks with a friend. He would lead millions of people out of slavery into freedom. He would perform some of the most well-known miracles in all of scripture, parting the Red Sea, seeing manna come from heaven, bringing water forth from a rock. Just an incredible leader, an incredible man, but it all, it all could have been completely for naught. It could have never happened. 
without the influence of two very important people in his life, his mom and his dad. See, in Exodus chapter 1, what's going on is that the nation of Israel, the Israelites, are multiplying and growing. And they're growing so fast that the Egyptians who are holding them in slavery, the Pharaoh, the ruler, Pharaoh is getting a little anxious about all this, getting a little stressed out because he's realizing they're multiplying so fast that they're eventually could overpower them and they could overtake them as slaves and, and fight for their freedom. And Pharaoh wants to keep them under his, under his control. Pharaoh wants to keep them in chains, but God had other plans. God loves bringing people from chains to freedom. God wants freedom for you today. I want you to know that. And in Exodus chapter 1, at the, beginning, at the end of the chapter, here's what it says. It tells us this, that so God was good to the midwives, and the Israelites continued to multiply, growing more and more powerful. Then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people, throw every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile River, but you may let the girls live. Now imagine you're a mom or a dad or a parent or a family receiving this, brother and sister receiving this order, that now your little new baby son or brother or family member is going to have to be thrown into the river, obviously can't swim. He's going to have to be killed simply because you're under the bondage of slavery right now and Pharaoh has threatened to kill your family if you don't do this. Put yourself in the shoes of actually having to approach this situation. What we see is that the parents that we're going to talk about, Moses' parents, they're believing parents. They're parents who have faith and trust God that he can truly bring light out of any situation. In Exodus chapter 2, verse 1, here's what it says. It tells us that about this time, a man and woman from the tribe of Levi got married. Now, this, these, this man and this woman actually have names. Their names are Amram and Jochebed. I know we talked about, like, new kids uh, here. So if, you know, you want to have a kid one day, those are two great names. Two Bible names to use for a son, Amram. I like that. Seems pretty powerful. A great lady named Jochebed. I mean, that just speaks beauty right there. What's great about those names is that when you ever tell someone your name, if that's your name, they're never going to forget it, right? Like, they're going to remember meeting an Amram. Oh, yeah, I've never heard that name before. I'm remembering that name, right? Like, it, it's not like a, a something else, like a Mike or, or something else. Your name's Mike, I'm sorry. Uh, but it might just be easily forgotten, right? Amram and Jochebed, I'm remembering that. Well, we're going to remember their influence in the story of Moses here, because here's what happens. Verse 2, the woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. I love this. Because I know one of the things my mom told me when I was real little, still now I'm 33 years old, she still tells me it. Very special. Very special little boy. Special little baby. Right? Turn to the person next to you. Tell them, hey, you're so special. You are so special. Especially if you, you know, just tell them. It's nice. They need to hear it today, right? Adrian tells Shepard that all the time. She says he's special. I tell him, buddy, we love you so much. We care for you because it's something about the way you see your child. And I want to let you know today that it's not just some lighthearted thing when God sees you. When he sees you and sees you as his son and daughter, man, he knows you're special, you're significant, you're set apart. And that's what Jochebed saw in her son. But obviously we're facing this situation where what is she going to do with him? Is she going to do what she's been commanded to do in lieu of death of her family? Let's see. But when she could no longer hide him, because you can't, I don't know how she hid a baby that was you know, a week old, let alone, I don't know, she hit him for three months, because little babies, they're pretty loud. I don't know how you hide that, but she figured it out until it just got too much. And then in verse three, it says, but when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. She put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. The baby's sister then stood at a distance watching to see what would happen to him. I love this situation. 
because this is something maybe we could write down today. It's not in your notes, but think of the phrase this way, is that Jochebed had the choice to have her situation influence her, or she had the choice to influence her situation. In life, we have to understand that we do have the power within ourselves to either be influenced by all the situations and storms and things that we face, or we could actually take a deep breath and begin to face them head on and influence them. To not be so influenced by the battles that rage around us or rage within us, but to know that we can actually speak life to death situations. We can actually speak healing to broken situations. We can actually speak hope to people in our life that are about to give up because we are an influencer. Today is about realizing that it's not a great thing Pastor Ryan's calling us today. It's something that God has called you today. Jochebed knew that God had been side by side with her people all along. From ancestor to ancestor, God had been providing for her people. Even in the midst of slavery, she knew that God could show up in the life of her family. And she does something that I think is amazing. Notice she doesn't run away. That would have been my reaction. I'm like, okay, we got a boy, we're out of here. Throw him in the suitcase, we're going. We're hopping on camel, horse, whatever it is. We're getting out of here, hightailing out of here. But obviously that wouldn't have worked because the Egyptian army at this time was one of the most powerful armies in the world. Pharaoh was probably the most powerful person in the world. So to run away wasn't an answer. So she had to figure out what to do. And so technically, if you really look at it, she follows the command that was given to her family, and she begins to make a basket of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. Now, let me be honest with you. I am not the most handy person when it comes to making things. I would look at this and say, I could never make a boat out of straw and mud that anything would float in, right? It would just sort of sunk to the bottom. But she meticulously cared for this project because she knew that if she could trust God in this situation, who knows what God could do. And so she begins to set him in the river and send him down. Now just imagine that for a second, right? Like you set your child down in the river and send him down the Nile in this little boat that you made, trusting that God would provide. That's faith, that's an influencer, that's pretty incredible. And she also says, hey, the sister of the older baby, you gotta follow it and see what happens so we can know what to do. So let's keep going. In verse, verse five, it says, soon Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river and her attendants walked along the riverbank. When the princess saw the basket among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it for her. And when the princess opened it, she saw the baby. The little boy was crying and she felt sorry for him. This must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. Now you might be reading the story and saying, oh no! Like when you ever watch a movie and you see something happen and you're like, don't go in there! Or, oh no, that, that's it, the, our hero is dead, right? This isn't gonna happen. We read this story and we think, that's it. This is the worst person that could have received this little baby. This is Pharaoh's daughter. That means Pharaoh is obviously going to know that now there's been a little Hebrew boy, a little Israel boy born, and he's gonna kill him. But in actuality, what seemed like the worst person for Moses to arrive to in his little raft was actually the only person that could truly save him because it was the person who had Pharaoh's ear. It was the person who could look at Pharaoh and say, hey dad, I found this little cute little boy in the river, he's so cute. And I love that it says he was crying and she felt sorry for him. Now that happens a little bit when, when you first have a baby, right? Eventually it gets to a place though where you're like, okay, we get it, you're crying, all right? Like that, sometimes you do begin to lose that. But she didn't lose that, she had it, and she realized that this was one of the babies that had been, again, done what was said. He was put in the Nile River, just, you know, she protected him. 
And it was sent to Pharaoh's daughter. And what begins to happen is Pharaoh adopts this child. And she raises him in the palace. And he grows pretty much as a prince. You should watch this movie. As a prince of Egypt. It's awesome if you've never seen it. I think I mention it every time I talk about Moses. Because it truly is so good. And it's great. Just watch. If you don't know the Bible story, watch it. It's really good. It's got music. It's so good. Uh, but anyway, outside of that... Um, he becomes a prince of Egypt, and he's trained and taught by some of the best thinkers of the world. He's a gifted, he's a gifted warrior. He's a gifted student. Like, it's just in opportunities that never could have happened for him if he just would have stayed where he was. Obviously, Pharaoh wanted him dead, but God made a way for Moses to grow and become a leader who would bring his people out of slavery into freedom. See, Moses became an influencer that changed millions of people's lives, but his life was changed, his one life was changed because of his mom and his dad choosing to influence the dark situation they found themselves in. What I want to give you today is how to become an influence in your life, influencer in your life, how to begin to change the things around you in a positive way, how, how to begin to realize that there is something inside of you that you, don't, you may not know about. There is strength and resolve inside of you that you may have given up on. But I promise you today, that strength and resolve is not our emotions, not our strength. It's the strength of the Son of God and His Holy Spirit that is at work in you right now in this moment. Here's the first thing. How do you become an influencer? How do you begin to make a difference in the things around you? First thing is you have to see hope when there is none. You got to see hope when there is none. As we know, last year it was hard to see some hope. Right now, it might be hard to see hope in our world. It may seem like there is no hope, but that is such a lie. That is not true. There is always hope. It's why we printed it on some wristbands and hand them out. If you want some, come grab some at the info bar afterwards. Take as many as you want because it says there is hope to build that resiliency inside us that no matter what, there is hope. That no matter what the scoreboard says in the game of life, there is hope hope, even when it may seem like there is none. See, maybe we face completely situations drawn of hope that there's just nothing there. Still, we have to see that there is hope, just like Jochebed did. She is facing the death of her son and the death of her family, facing the Egyptians, facing Pharaoh, that there is no way I'm going to be able to save my son from this. But she takes a deep breath and remembers that God is on our side. It wasn't written yet, but I believe she's leaning into the verse, if God is for us, who can be against us? And she creates this little raft and sends her baby down the river praying, God, you can protect him. You can provide for him. You can be there for him. This may be the one thing that you need to hear today. There's hope for your situation. There's hope for your marriage. There's hope for your relationships. There's hope for your family. There's hope for your health. There's hope for your finances. There's hope for your spirit. There's hope for whatever battles you're fighting in your mind or in your heart right now. There is hope. Don't give up. Because God hasn't given up on you and he hasn't given up on your situation. You may, it may seem like there is none, but there is hope. We say this all the time at local church. We realize that hope is not an emotion or a feeling that we chase. It's not something that comes and goes. Hope is a person, and that person has a name, and that name is Jesus. And the Bible tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, that he is not changed by the storms of life, that he speaks peace be still to the storms of life, that he is not phased by even our unbelief or doubts, that he is committed to us, no 
matter what, there is always hope because there is always Jesus. We can see hope in our situations because we can see Jesus. Come on, give me an amen. If you've seen that in your life, let's celebrate it today. There's hope, everybody. It's more than just written on my wristband or on the wall. There's hope for you. There's hope for you because Jesus is for you today. The second thing is, is to focus only on what's within your control. Focus only on what's within your control. I don't know about you, I'll be honest, I stress myself out a lot, worrying about things I can't control. Worrying about other people. Newsflash for me, I can't control other people. I can't control how they're gonna respond, how they're gonna react. I can't control whether or not they're gonna let me down. Because I know they can't control me either. We have to focus on what's within our control. That's what Jacobet did. She couldn't control whether or not Moses was going to be able to be kept alive. All she could control is, you know, I can do this. I was commanded to place my child in the river. That's what I'm going to do with one little stipulation. I'm going to provide for him. What I can control is making this little raft, and I'm good at this. I can make a basket. I can make it waterproof, and I'm going to sail him down the river, and who knows whose hands he could fall into because I know that God's hand is over him the whole time he's floating down that river because we've prayed over him. We've spoken life in his situation. Let me be honest with you. You know what's one of the things that stresses me out right now uh, is my son's shepherd's life, and especially when it comes to his faith journey. Because guess what? I can't control whether or not Shepherd is going to fall in love with Jesus one day. I can't control that. Drives me crazy that I can't. I wish I could just say, okay, God, make him fall in love with you. And he's like, sure, got it, done. I can't control that. But you know what I can do? Is I can pray for Shepherd every single day. God, help him know how much you love him. Help him say yes to you one day. That's why we dedicate babies here on Sunday mornings. To say, you know what? I bless their life dedicated to them, speak to them one day where they can surrender their life to you. I saw this Venn diagram that I thought might free us up a little bit. It says this, things that matter and things that you can control and that little tiny sliver in the middle is what you should focus on, right? Sometimes we focus on all these things that we can control, but a lot of that doesn't matter. Like a lot of our social media influences or things that we can control don't actually fill us up or matter. But again, a lot of the things that matter, we can't control. My son's life matters, but I can't control his decision-making. Eventually, he's gonna be an adult. Pray for us. But I can't control what's gonna happen when he is making his own decisions, but I can build a foundation for him where he knows I've been praying for him and speaking life to him no matter what. See, there's things that matter in your life, but you can't control them. But the things that matter and that thing with that little bit, man, if we focus on there, and look what happened. Jacob had set Moses down and he was taken care of by the only person who could bring him freedom, the only person who could save him from death. I love this third one. The third one is to help take people from where they are to where they could be. Help take people from where they are to where they could be. You know what's one of the most powerful things about God? I want you to know this, even, that even in this moment right now, is that he does not speak to you to where you're at right now. He does not speak to you about what you've done he does not speak to you about the mistakes that you've made. What God does in our life, one of the greatest ways he influences us is speak to us as who we could be, as who we really are, that you are really a son and daughter and who you could be is an influencer and a difference maker in this life. What does Jochebed do? Moses is stuck in a situation of death. He is going to be killed as this little baby boy. 
but she helps take him from where he is and where he is is in the family that loves him but can't protect him and so she takes him to where he could be and places him in this river of faith to float on down to see what could happen and I encourage you today there are people in your life that are dying and are broken and are almost giving up where they are right now and you may they may seem all great on the outside or maybe they don't maybe you're like yeah I know people because they tell me every day how bad they're doing the way we can influence them is to take them from that fear, that brokenness, that sin that they're still carrying, the anxiety or depression that they're calling friend in their life, and we can help them step by step be brought here. Someone did that for me, and someone's done that for you. Help take people from where they are to where they could be. See, everyone wants to celebrate where they are right now, but here's the thing, there's so much more. There's so much more freedom and forgiveness and life that God has for them. And see, I don't know the people that you know, and you don't know the people I, that I know. So here's the thing. We gotta take care of our circle. We gotta take care of the people that we can influence to lift them up and encourage them to know, hey, you may feel like you're here right now. It may seem like your, your relationships are broken and, and you may feel isolated and alone. It may feel like you're never gonna get past this addiction. It may feel like you're never gonna get healthy, but I wanna speak life to you today. See, the world is gonna tell them what is. You can tell them what could be. Faith is about seeing what is, but also knowing that if God moves, man, there is a much bigger what if than what is. What if God does move? What if God does answer your prayer? What if they do say yes to your invite to church? What if they do say yes to Jesus and their life is not only changed, but the generations of their family life is changed as well? Isn't it worth it to take a chance on that influence? Because I know someone saw me when I was broken, when I felt alone, and they invited me into a place where I could see that I was called a son of God who had purpose and mattered and could make a difference. Like I said, I celebrated my mom earlier. One of my, my things I'm so thankful that my mom did for me, it's not some huge elaborate thing, it was something very simple. When I first started uh, going to church as a teenager, I went to youth group on Wednesday nights and I loved it, it was so much fun, but also it was a moment and, and moments where I was experiencing God in a real way at a young age. And my mom would drive, we, this is when we lived in Tarpon Springs, my mom would drive all the way from downtown Clearwater, all the way to Tarpon Springs, like a 30 to 35 minute drive pick me up, run inside really quick, and then run back out to our car, drive me all the way back to church, almost to downtown Clearwater, another 25 minutes, and then drive, drive an hour and a half every Wednesday just so that I could be in church because she knew it was impacting my life. Just because she saw that it was taking me from where I was to where I could be. And I'm here today at 33 years old, the pastor of this church because of that simple influence in my life by saying, you know what, if this is what it takes to help my son move from where he is to where he could be, I'm gonna do it. And it wasn't something huge, elaborate. It was just a simple, humble, selfless act to say, this is how I can influence my son's life. And I'm still reaping the benefits and blessing of that today. Who could you bring from where they are to where they could be? Last one is this, is to trust God and believe good things can come. I gotta be honest, I love surrounding myself with optimistic people. I don't want pessimistic people around me anymore. I'm not old per se, but I'm getting older and I just don't have time for negativity anymore. I don't have time for people to look at me and say, well, mm, told you, or this is gonna be bad, oh, horrible day again. No, I don't have time for that because I want to trust God and I wanna know that good things can come. 
You know what Amram and Jochebed had to do during this moment? Simply trust God. And when everyone else said, maybe their neighbors, because all their neighbors did, they said, you're going to die if you don't throw Moses into that river. So you better do it. God's not going to show up because we're stuck here in the chains of slavery. Do you really think God is going to show up and take care of your son? Hey, listen, I don't care what you say. I don't trust your words. I trust the word of God. And he's been by our side no matter what. And my son's life is way too important to just throw it away. So I'm going to trust God. I'm not trusting you. And I'm believing that good things can come. Can I encourage you today to turn down the voices of everyone else in your life, maybe even your own voice, and trust the voice of God that says you belong in a family, that you are cared for here, that you are forgiven and set free, and that if you keep going down that river, good things can come. Good things will come. And I'll prove it to you in the story today as we close. In Exodus chapter 2, 9 and 10, it says this. This is Pharaoh's daughter speaking to Jochebed. It says, take this baby and nurse him for me. The princess told the baby's mother, I will pay you for your help. So the woman took the baby home and nursed him. And later when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter who adopted him as her own son. And the princess named him Moses. For she explained, I lifted him out of the water. Jochebed trusted God. And here are the good things that came. I love this. So she trusts God with Moses' life, sends him down the river, winds up in the only place that could really save his life. Then when Moses' sister tells Jochebed what's happened, she brings Jochebed to Pharaoh's daughter, and Pharaoh's daughter looks at her and says, hey, can you nurse him for me? Can you care for him for these years of development? You see what happens when you trust God with things? He brings them back to you better than they were before. What does she then say? I will pay you to take care of him. If someone showed up at my doorstep and said, hey, I know parenting is really hard. I'm gonna pay you to take care of your own son. Where do I sign up? I'm definitely taking advantage of that. Because yeah, I love my son and I'll do it for free. But if I'm getting paid, that's even better, right? That's what happens to this slavery family. They're being paid by Pharaoh himself to watch their own child. They're being provided for. They're being protected. They're being cared for simply because they trusted God and believed that good things could come. They simply influenced their situation and didn't let the situation influence them. What else does it say, though? It says that she took him home didn't have to walk to the castle to watch him, got to take care of him in their own home, nursed him, an intimate relationship with him. And later when the boy was older, scripture tells us it was probably when he was maybe three to five years old. So for three years, not only did Jochebed take care of Moses, but what we see later is that what she was speaking over Moses' life, telling him who he was. Moses, you're a child of God. Moses, you're a part of these people who are trapped in slavery right now. Don't ever forget it. Moses, Moses, this is who you are. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of stuff in the, in the castle. You're going to be raised as a prince. But don't forget the person that you are. Can I encourage you today? And one of the most important things Adrian and I are speaking over our son's life is that he is a child of God, that he matters, that he was created by his heavenly father. Can I encourage you today? That's how God influences you, to remind you who you are, that you came from the breath of God, who loves you, who cares for you, who you matter to. And the way we can influence people's lives is to them who they are because the Bible tells us that Moses believed this so deeply that eventually when an Egyptian is attacking an Israelite slave he ends up killing the Egyptian soldier 
He wants to help his people so much that even though he's unequipped, he stutters, he accepts this call from the Lord, the I am God, to come back into Egypt to deliver the Israelites out of slavery, to lead millions of people in the parting of the Red Sea and bring them to their promised land. Why? Because he knew who he was. How did he know who he was? years that his mom, Jochebed, was influencing his life. Moms, don't give up on your kids. Don't give up on speaking life to them, no matter where they at, where they're at. Train up a child in the way they should go, and they will never depart from it. They will remember who they are, and today, I want you to remember who you are. As we close today, let me give you three things of how God influences our life every day, and we're going to close. Number one is this. God is never in a hurry and always keeps his promise. Some of us might be in a rush for God to answer our prayers. Some of us might be in a rush for God to work out the situation. I want you to know God does not move in a hurry. Because as we talked about last month, hurry is the greatest enemy in our life. Slow and steady is what God does in our life, and he always keeps his promises. God has never let anyone down. He's not about to start now. God has, not, has never let anyone down. He's not about to start with you. The second thing is this, is that God is a protector first and foremost. We want God to be a provider, which is true. He will answer your prayers, and he will provide for you. We want God to be a promise keeper and the things that he has promised us to bless us and do more than we could possibly think or imagine in our life. Yes, he will keep that promise. But first and foremost, he is a protector of his kids. And sometimes protecting his kids looks like not giving them what they want. Sometimes protecting his kids reminding, reminds them how important it is to be in a life-giving community like church where you can grow in your faith journey. Sometimes it's protecting you from the things that are hurting you. God is a protector first and foremost. His hand was over Moses that whole way through the Nile River when he was in Pharaoh's house, when he was growing up and leading the Israelites. God is a protector. God protects you. He protects your family, protects your house. One of the things we do in every place that we've lived, our apartment, our house, is we make sure we lay hands on the door and say, God, protect this house. And I don't, I go to bed feeling good every night knowing that God's protecting this house. Not my security system, not my ring security camera. It's God who is protecting our house. That may sound a little different to you, but it's powerful and I have faith in it and I believe it because God loves to protect his kids. Third thing is this, is God's plan is always at work. Again, speaking hope to your situation today, God's plan is at work. God wants to touch your lives and he wants to lift you up. And as we close today, there's one thing I want you to underline in that verse we just read, is that Moses' name, the last line says, I have lifted you out of the water. I've underlined that phrase for me. Because some of us may find ourselves in waters of darkness. We may find ourselves in waters of pain. We may find ourselves in, in waters of disappointment or stress or fear or isolation or loneliness or anxiety, whatever depression, hurt, pride, Whatever waters you find yourself in today, I want you to know God's plan is at work in your life and his plan is to simply lift you up out of that water and to bring you close, to whisper in your ear, hey, you've always been my son, you've always been my daughter and I wanna influence you and lift you up. And man, when we accept that, when we see that life change, we can't help but influence the people around us. See, it's okay that the word influencer now may mean like, you know, Oh, I have this shirt because I saw my influencer friend on social media wear it. That's nice. But what's so much important is how we can influence someone's spirit. Let them know that, hey, don't give up. God's plan is at work in your life. He's lifted you out of the water. You're his son. You belong here. This is home. God's forgiven you and set you free. I want you to know that today as we close. God's forgiven you and set you free. He's influenced our life. He's calming your fears. He's your protector. He's at work today. 
man, we can be at work alongside him as we help influence the people outside these walls. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me today? Thank you so much for joining us on The Local Podcast. I want to encourage you to take the message you just received and allow it to go deeply into your heart. Let Jesus do the deep work that only he can do. A special thank you to everyone who gives to local church. Your generosity makes this podcast possible and creates life change for so many people. You can be a part of spreading this message by going to local.church/give. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this message with your family and friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you. Have a great day.